Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I'm going to speak on the eternal life riddle that leads to perfection. But before I start, I would like to remind us that God designed life in such a way that we graduate from knowledge to knowledge until we get to perfection. So as the years pass by, knowledge increases. And that is what scripture says in Daniel chapter 12 verse 4. That knowledge shall be increased. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal up the book. Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Praise the Lord. So knowledge is gradually increasing. I'm not talking about scriptural knowledge alone. I'm talking about secular knowledge. I'm talking about general knowledge. Knowledge is increasing. Everybody is getting some knowledge. And because of that, everybody thinks he knows something. Praise the Lord. And that is the reason for people being puffed up. That you cannot teach them. Because everybody thinks he knows something. Because we are in the, in, in the generation of knowledge. And knowledge is increasing by prophecy. So who are you going to teach? He knows something. So everybody is kind of puffed up. And these things have already been established in scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, it shows about how knowledge puffs up a man. Praise the Lord. Now, as touching these things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Are you getting it? We know that what? We all have knowledge. Knowledge puffed up. Knowledge. So a lot of people are puffed up and, and you know, social media has has made it even worse. Social media has worsened that. So everybody is speaking. Voices all around. Everybody feels he knows something. Nobody is listening. Everybody is speaking. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10, he says, there are, as it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without significance. So everybody is saying something. These are the things registered in scriptures. Everybody thinks he knows. Everybody is saying something. Nobody is listening to anybody. But standard knowledge is still in existence. But because there's a proliferation of knowledge. So everybody thinks he knows something. Everybody is speaking something. But the scriptures warns. In Mark chapter 4, verse 24, the scripture warns, and he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear. Take heed, be careful what you give your ear to. Because everyone is saying something, everyone knows something. Social media has given everybody a voice, and everybody, so you see people come on this on, on, on the media. And then say things that either to you, they will not say. That it is my mouth. And I think I know. 
and they will pick one idea and add to another and it will sound like it is good. And then people will be hailing them because social media, shallow ideas and all, but because he has a voice and he has the stage because he's free for all, he speaks. The Bible warns that take heed what you hear because what you hear will eventually make your destiny. What you give your ear to is very, very important. So take heed what you hear. And that is to let us know that there is what to hear and there is what not to hear. Praise the Lord. And I can assure you that what to hear is what God has written. It is the word of God that is important that you give your ear to. In Isaiah chapter 34 verse 16, Isaiah established that and he said, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail, none shall want her mate. For my mouth it had commanded and his spirit it had guarded them. So this scripture is saying that there is something called the book of the Lord. He said, look for it and read. For none of the information in that book of the Lord shall fail. Praise the Lord. And when we come all through the world seeking for the book of the Lord, there's only one book that has stood the test of time. Through generations, rulers have emerged seeking to destroy the Bible but the Bible could not be destroyed. All manner of things, if you go through down to history, you see how many people have attacked the Bible. And still the Bible is where it is. And so I fear for those who have started doing that now. Because I know how they will end. Praise the Lord. The Bible stands as the standard of knowledge. Knowledge is increasing, but the Bible stands at the standard of knowledge. Somebody will ask me, how can you say that? How are you sure of that? I'm very sure. And I'm very, very sure because if you look at secular knowledge, which today we go school for, you see that as time had gone on in history, secular knowledge had had errors that had been corrected through the Bible. Because some time ago, through secular knowledge, it was believed that the earth was flat. It was believed so. But Bible had always been there without any correction. And in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 22, the Bible states clearly that the earth is not flat. It is he that seated upon the circle of the earth. So the earth by Bible has been a circle, had been a sphere. While secular knowledge said it was flat, they recorrected to conform with the Bible. Praise the Lord. Today, we pick the grouping of the day seven to calculate months, years, and all. Who brought the idea of seven? Let us use seven days to call one week. And therefore, we can use four weeks to say we have one month. Then we can use 52 weeks 
to say we have one year from seven. And the Bible states from Genesis that when God created the world, he created the world in seven days. Now seven has become a very important grouping of days to calculate the movement of planets in the cosmic. Praise the Lord. Where did you find that? In the Bible. So the Bible has what it takes to be looked at as standard, standard book. And for instance, some of our neighbors who are worshiping in other areas, they refer to the Bible sometimes. Because the Bible had been there before they came. So they refer to the Bible. Praise the Lord. I don't care what people are saying about the Bible is contradicted. The Bible is this. The, 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 if the Bible is, is not correct, if somebody is not correct, will you refer to him for authenticity? Hallelujah. All manner of people preaching. The Islam... Judaism, common sense, traditionality, everyone is saying something, even Christianity. You get what I'm trying to say? But when you listen to the details of what the people are saying, you should be able to draw conclusion by the Spirit of God, whether it's supposed to be listened to. Praise the Lord. Recently, someone was, was taking the center stage and, and is, is equating Christianity to a scam which is being used to brainwash Africans and it was like even the dates, the months are supposed to be 10 months because originally that is what it was you know December is related to 10 10 and then you have November non, non it's related to 9 right then you have October, octave, related to eight. You have September, sept, in, in, in French, related to seven. You know, and then he added that July was brought from Julius Caesar's name. And then, what again? August was brought from Augustus Caesar's name, that it was ten, but Christians tried to work it out to make it twelve. Listen, it was 10. That was true. But they discovered that 10 was wrong. That's just it. It's not like some people have used something to scam. It was 10. 10 months for a year. But they discovered that it is not 10 months that the, the earth goes around the sun. It's 12 months. And so they needed to correct it. It's not because we wanted Jesus to be celebrated in December. So we added two months to it. No. It takes 52 weeks to go, the earth to go around the, 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 the sun. And they realized that the 10 months doesn't make one year. And so they needed to add two months to correct it. And that is why it was so. So it wasn't as calm that it was 10. It's just like the earth was flat like they said, and later they discovered, no, it is not correct. So, no, it is not correct to use 10 months for a year. So they made it 12. And then someone has picked this, and it's like, hey, I found something that the Christians are using to deceive people. What is all this? 
knowledge increases. Whatever was left behind was left behind because it was not correct. A lot of knowledge had been left behind and new ones have come in because they were not up to. They were not accurate. So let's look at what has not been left behind. And you can find out that the Bible, you cannot leave it behind. Because everything is even, it's matching with current happenings. You cannot leave the Bible behind. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You cannot what? Leave the Bible behind. Let me tell you this 10 months thing we are talking. The Bible, it is right in the Bible that there is 12 months. 12 months in the Bible. In the book of Esther chapter 3, verse 7. 12 months. So the Bible had had 12 months before if science or whatever could correct it. In the first month, that is in the, in the month Nisan, and in the 12th year of King Ahasuerus, they cast Paul, that is the Lord, before Haman from day to day, and from month to month, and from, from month to month to the 12th month, that is the month Adar. So there had been 12 months in the Bible. So if it was 10 months before, the accurate one was 12. Because the earth does not go around the sun in 10 months. It goes around the sun in 12 months. And that is why it is one year. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says the sun, the moon, and then the stars, they are for seasons. And that is what science is doing. The Bible is so accurate. The Bible is not a scientific book. Neither is it a geography book, neither is it a physics book, but every of this knowledge, you find them very accurate in the Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Science is seeking to disprove the Bible, bringing in knowledge like evolution and everything that we evolved from monkeys and we evolved from amphibians and all. Show me one monkey that is gradually becoming a human being, one. There are boundaries of life, and Bible is God's word, whether we like it or not. But that is not what I came to teach. But you see, it is important we understand that if we don't take the Bible as it is, we will always go off in life. There should be one standard knowledge that holds all knowledge together. When you go into science, science refers to the Bible. When you go into history of science, you realize that most of the scientists were all Bible scholars. Praise the Lord. Now, why is this happening? You see, I've not even touched on the subject I came to teach. Why is this happening? It's because Jesus actually said it. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, Jesus said that they will hate Christians and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. So if you see all these things happening, people are attacking Christianity. People are attacking some places. They say don't preach Jesus again. In some, even some nations that were known as Christian nations, they are stopping Jesus from being taught in schools and all. You know, Jesus prophesied that it will happen. It will happen. It will happen and it is happening. 
Because hatred will come against anybody who is carrying the name of Jesus high. So if you are hated, please don't feel bad. When, when other religions attack you as a Christian, please don't feel bad because it is said that that is how it will be because good things attracts attacks. Are you aware? If you see a mango tree with mangoes on it and children are passing, just watch what will happen. They'll begin to throw stones. Why? Because that good thing must fall down. Praise the Lord. You will not fall down. Amen. You will not fall down. Amen. I said, you will not fall down Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. So knowledge is what takes us from one level to the other. And I want us to understand that Christianity goes with that also. God has arranged that some things must be left behind if we must reach forward. So in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1, he said, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. So you want perfection, there's some knowledge you should leave behind to reach out to the best. And that is what is difficult for a lot of Christians. It's very difficult to a lot of Christians. The Bible is given as a standard, right? But when you study the Bible, you realize that what you knew yesterday could be understood better today. Hallelujah. And so there is always something to leave behind so that you can reach out. There's always something to leave behind. There's always something you knew before yesterday that when you see it today, you will know that you have now known a better one. And so you go on to perfection. And that is where we are going. And that was what Paul was saying in Philippians chapter 3 from verse 12. He says, not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. Then he went on to say, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press, right, towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Then he said, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, those who want to be perfect, let us therefore be thus minded. And if any think ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. He said, everyone who wants to be perfect should be this minded. Living something you knew that was not as substantial and go for the ones that has meat in it. Praise the Lord. So, he said, it's not as though I've attained already perfect, but this is one thing that I do. If I want to be perfect, there is, there is humility in being perf perfect. When you notice that this thing I know is not as correct as the one I am seeing, you humble yourself to go for that one. Praise the Lord. And that is why pastors, 
apostles and all are given for the perfecting of the saints, right? It is it said those who will be perfect, let them be disminded. If we have to be perfect, we should have a mind of when I see what is better knowledge than what I have, I leave it and go for the, that one. With the Bible as our guide. With the what? The Bible as our guide so that we won't block the Holy Spirit from expanding knowledge. Knowledge is to be increasing. And it is in the increase of knowledge that we become perfect. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11 and 12. What does it say? And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. So they give the saints knowledge to make them perfect. Because knowledge plus knowledge plus knowledge plus knowledge that is what makes us perfect. And it is what will make Satan to give up. Because Satan will be discovered. You will see the vulnerability of the devil. You see how weak and how foolish Satan is as you increase in knowledge. And so it is in the increase of knowledge that we have this Bible. And if you check the Bible, you see that what I'm saying it has its footing in the Bible. That's why we have the Old Testament and then it graduated to what? The New Testament. Knowledge must graduate. Old Testament, it graduated to New Testament. That's increasing in knowledge. In the last days, knowledge shall be increased. God says, whatever they knew in the Old Testament must be left behind because something new must be grasped. You understand? So you don't say, no, 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 we will stay on the Old Testament. That is what the Jews are doing. Say, we are for Judaism. We are for God moves in knowledge. Praise the Lord. In the book of Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 7, it says, for if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. You get the point? So God is always improving the knowledge of men because he knows our steps. You know, when you, give, when you give birth to a child, you don't give the child solid food immediately. You want to kill him, right? What do you do? You give him milk. And, and then as it goes on, you increase the thickness and then gradually before you get to solid. God arranged life. God designed life that way. That knowledge would be increasing. And so the Old Testament was knowledge, but the New Testament is better knowledge because God is taking us to now the level that we are supposed to know him. So it's always, when you say new, we are talking about improved knowledge. New connotes improved knowledge. So Old Testament knowledge, New Testament improved knowledge of God. Old Testament knowledge of God. New Testament what? Improved knowledge of God. We need to see it this way. Why would God want us to increase in knowledge or improve knowledge? We need to know him deeply for us to see him as our God. Right? 
and for him to accept us as his people. So you, you don't stay at one place, well, I don't care whether I know God or I don't know me, I know I'm serving God. No. We need to know God deeply for us to now know that, yeah, this is God. And then he too knows we know him so much, then he will make us his people. It is knowledge that makes relationships strong. Are you aware? I know Pastor Steven, we have related, so because I know him, my relationship with him is stronger. If somebody comes to church, you don't expect me to start telling the person the things I will tell Pastor Stephen. Do you know why? Because I know Pastor Stephen. Knowledge has made the relationship what? Strong. That is what Christianity is. Knowing God makes you to be stronger in relationship with him. And so God also wants us to know him. That is why he gave us the Bible. That is why he improved the Old Testament to the New Testament so that we will graduate, praise the Lord. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, from verse 31, I read till I get to 34, praise the Lord. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make what? A new covenant, that's the New Testament, with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by their hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law where? in their inward parts, that is in their heart, and write it in their heart, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Why will, he, with, why will he do that? Because they shall know me. And therefore, they will be my people. And I will be their God. Why? Because they shall know me. They will increase in knowing me. They will have increased knowledge about me. And so our bond will be stronger. They will be my people. I will be their God. And they shall know me. And because they will be my people, and I will be their God, their sins, I will not remember it again. So it is knowledge. We need to increase. He said, not as the old one. I am increasing the knowledge. You must get into where nobody will teach you too much about God because you know him. That is where we are going. Praise the Lord. In Ezekiel chapter 36, from verse 26, I read to verse 28. Praise the Lord. A new heart also will I give you. Are you getting the new, new, new in it? The other one who said, I'll give you a new, a new heart. A new heart will I give unto you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart, that stubborn heart, out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Is somebody hearing and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status. 
and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Why? Because I have gotten closer to you. I have my words in your heart. I'll give you a new heart. You will know me. You will be my people, and I will be your God. So God is taking us to a new level of relationship with him so that the bond will be stronger. He will be our God. We will be his people. It will come by increase in knowledge. Praise the Lord. Is somebody understanding what we are talking about? In Revelation chapter 21, taking it from verse 5, I'll read to 7. Praise the Lord. The increase in knowledge, the improvement of knowledge is what brings the bond. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. That means they were old, right? And I'll make it all new. And he said unto me, Right, for these are words, for, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. I will give unto him that is a test of the fountain of the water of life freely. Verse 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And what will happen? I will be his God and he shall be. Wow. That was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.